Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Anchor Talk Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Dan Davidson, and it is episode 22, and it's time also for another Anchor Profile Interview. We started a series on uh, the last week of profile interviews of Anchor members to get to know them and to highlight uh, their station, uh, their personal profile, how they're using Anchor, reaching out, and it has been a fascinating start. I love meeting new people here on Anchor. Uh, we've heard from Leslie and Bruce, and now our third interview is part of this podcast episode, and we're going to hear from Sabrina. Sabrina uh, has a uh, station here on Anchor called Personally Borderline, and she's going to share her personal story, uh, and she really has a lot of courage. She has some mental health uh, issues uh, and some diagnosis that she wants to really just highlight and share so other people can resonate and if they have some similar symptoms uh, and and can identify she wants to raise awareness uh, she's very courageous and we had a very heartfelt interview and I'm looking forward to sharing that in the next segment as far as the anchor interviews uh, we really are just opening up to any anchor member who would like to be a part of this, you can go to interview.anchortalk.com. It's an easy sign up. You can see some of the times that are available. So I want to thank Leslie, Bruce, and now Sabrina. I just finished a great interview with Travis that will be uh, in one of our future episodes. And we have scheduled later this week, Kurt, Anna, and Mark. Uh, our goal is to interview 100 Anchor members. So here's our first seven. And very, very exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's quite a, a privilege to be able to do this. And use the awesome Anchor interview feature within the app. So now, let's hear from Sabrina in our next Profile Anchor interview. Hello, this is Anchor Talk Podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Davidson, and we are going to do a profile interview. Uh, we're excited to have our guest, Sabrina, on the show. Sabrina, <laughs> welcome to the Anchor Talk Podcast. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's Thank great you. to have you. I know you are an Anchor member, uh, <laughs> and for those who are listening to this, Anchor is a, a podcast app and a publishing audio app that's available for both Apple and uh, Google. And uh, you have uh, been an anchor member, and, and you produce uh, audio content, and you've actually produced a podcast that's out there in podcast land, so to speak, available uh, on Apple and Google. Uh, yes. So uh, that is great. Uh, Sabrina, just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your uh, passion for getting the word out on some of the things that you'd like to share with, on your uh, podcast. Uh, so my name's Sabrina, and my podcast and anchor account name is Personally Borderline, and my Twitter name. And um, that name stems from uh, borderline personality disorder, which I've been, I always say pre-diagnosed, um, but diagnosed with. Um, me and my therapist have kind of come to this conclusion for now. And um, so Personally Borderline, Borderline Personality Disorder, woo, play on words. And um what I do with just my Twitter and my podcast and my anchor account, um, my main focus is spreading awareness just about mental health um, and removing. That's great. Yeah. And also just 
explaining my perspective and how my mental health issues and illnesses affect me specifically and also reaching out to other people um, so that anyone who's kind of questioning or wondering if they're quote unquote sick enough, you know, to get help or, you know, wondering why, you know, they may feel a certain way or do certain things, maybe they can connect to someone else and connect to someone else's diagnosis Um, and not to self-diagnose, but so that they have kind of like a ballpark idea of maybe what they may or may not have and whether or not it is or is not important enough to go talk to their doctor or talk to a therapist or talk to a parent or someone. That That is awesome. Uh, I mean, I just really applaud you for just stepping out and wanting to help others. And there are a lot of people who just may not know what to do, when to see a therapist and maybe not understand what they're going through. Yeah. Uh, and that was me. So I think it's great that you're trying to raise awareness. Yeah. Yes, I was in that like in that position and it I actually found out about borderline like personality disorders in general but borderline person, personality disorder and how it affected um Amber from Teen Mom Teen Mom OG um which is a show on MTV following um women who became mothers in their teens and now they're older um and all my friends laugh when I say this, but I was watching her segment and she was talking about her mental health issues and how she's been in and out of prison and whatnot. And she was describing how borderline personality disorder manifests itself within her life. And I was going through a very tough time um, and I just went through like a relative life change. And I was listening to her talk and this is just a show I watch all the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's how I'm feeling. And then I went on Google and I looked it up and I went to therapy therapy previously, but because all of the things that my first counselor was saying didn't really resonate with me, I stopped going and my problems got worse. Um, but the moment I had a name for something that really resonated with me, I went back to therapy and saw someone else and um, she confirmed, you know, that this is probably what we're working with. And yeah. I was so much more open you know, and receptive to the therapy because I felt like we were treating something that represented me. Right, absolutely. And uh, I know just in preparation for our interview here today, I did a little search and uh, uh, a lot of uh, medical and health experts uh, estimate that BPD, as it's called, borderline personality disorder, can affect up to 2% of the population. So, that affects a lot of people, doesn't it? Um, yes, it does. It, it it affects a lot more people than you'd think, though the general rule is that a lot more people than you think is being affected by mental health or mental mental health issues or mental illness in general. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's fairly prevalent for something that people don't really talk about. You generally hear about depression and anxiety, not to, you know, um, devalue those illnesses in themselves, but depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, and then bipolar. Um, and then when you get into, you know, like schizophrenia, um, I think it's like schizotypal personality disorder, avoidant personality disorder, um, narcissistic personality disorder, um, and all kinds of other things. Um, they're, they kind of don't get as much spotlight um, and people don't really hear about them or know what they are. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I admire uh, the courage you are showing in uh, you know, getting the word out 
and uh, creating a podcast uh, about this topic. And I know one of your goals is uh, to remove the stigma that's been placed on mental illness, isn't it? Yes. Yes, because I have... I don't think I posted the episode yet, but I recorded it. And it's a podcast episode just about being a good ally. And I've talked about how I was a very bad mental health ally, actually, um, it, a couple of years ago. And also how I have experienced being um, stigmatized and being misunderstood and how hurtful it was in that, in that situation. Um, so I know what it's like to be insensitive and I know what it's like to be talking to someone who's insensitive towards you. And I think it's just um, important to humanize these kinds of, um, these kinds of disorders and mental illnesses and stuff like that. Now I I enjoy listening to uh, your podcast. It's called uh, a personally borderline, uh, which is a great name. And, uh, of course, that's your anchor.fm uh, URL as well, personally borderline. And so if, if uh, I would encourage people to just search at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play for personally borderline, and they can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you're doing a great job. I, I listened to several episodes, and, uh, you know, I've learned a lot about BPD. And as you mentioned in one of your most recent episodes, uh there are some subtypes and some things that kind of latch on, I guess, if you will. And you mentioned a few of them already, like depression, anxiety, things like that, right? Um, So actually, just to semantics, um, so there are BPD subtypes, but they're actually, um, uh, what's what's the word that I'm saying? It's like kind of like subcategories of um, people with borderline personality disorder, and I haven't really delved into what subcategory I am because I haven't gotten there in therapy yet, but um, there are different kinds of ways borderline personality disorder um, manifests itself, and I just did a quick Google search, um, so don't quote me on everything that I'm saying because, again, quick Google search, but there's things like um, the there's quiet borderlines, there's impulsive borderlines, um, self-destructive borderlines. So there's subtypes within the personality disorder. And um, there's, so someone who's quiet might be more reserved. Someone who's impulsive, obviously, will be more impulsive and do make more dangerous on-the-spot decisions. Self-destructive borderline, again, is going to be more self-destructive. And it's just ways that the symptoms of borderline personality disorder manifest themselves more strongly in different people and in different ways. Um, And they fall into those subtypes. And then when it comes to like depression and anxiety, a lot of mental health issues and illnesses um, coexist together. And depression and anxiety are two um, mental, like mental illnesses that attach to attach themselves to BPD um, a lot. So a lot of people who, not everyone who has depression or who's been diagnosed with depression or anxiety has BPD, but there's a good chance right. that if you get diagnosed with BPD, you probably have either depression or anxiety or both. I so there's, there's a little difference between, difference between um, mental illnesses that coexist with BPD and then just BPD subtypes. 
sounds like you, you're learning a lot, and it, it's, I'm sure this is just a, a great blessing for others, too. I thought it was fascinating uh, in your podcast how you uh, kind of compared uh, someone with BPD is sometimes being like a functional alcoholic. Uh, can you just describe it a little bit? I thought that was a helpful uh, description. Um, I, I wouldn't say everyone with BPD. I just I would consider myself much like a functional alcoholic when it comes to my sure. mental illnesses. Because um, there are some people, again, who are kind of like, you know, the stereotype for mental illness. So someone who's depressed, they can't get out of bed, they never shower, they never talk to their family or friends, you know they're depressed. Um, and right. then there are people who are functional with their mental mental illnesses. And I'm like that where, you know, I hold two jobs. Um, I'm on a roll at my school. I volunteer. I see my friends frequently. Um, I drive. I get things done. I hand things in. Um, and on the outside, it looks like my life is together, much like, you know, you hear about functional alcoholics who talk about how, you know, they, they were drunk all day. They drank from breakfast to dinner, but they drove their kids to soccer and they went to work and they met deadlines and they, you know, did presentations with their bosses, but they were still reliant on alcohol. Um, I get my stuff done, but at the end of the day, I still feel very apathetic towards life. A lot of the time, I sometimes feel very suicidal. I sometimes just feel um, very numb, you know. Um, and unlike some people where that's really debilitating and it gets in the way of their life, I'm, it's really easy for me to push those thoughts aside and still get on with my life and get things done. Um, but it's still there. And I think it's also important to realize, you know, that, people can seem functional and still have something weighing on them. Right. Uh, sure. Yes. So that's great kind of why. No, that, that's a, that's a great analogy. Well, you're doing a, an amazing job bringing this to light, uh, sharing it. And I know it's going to bless a lot of people. Uh, you mentioned in your podcast also, Sabrina, that uh, you, uh, you thought about maybe doing some writing, but talking seemed to be just more natural for you in kind of sharing this and um, uh, highlighting it and sharing with others. And yeah. that is just a perfect uh, segue to really how you've used the anchor platform in this way, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, I considered a couple different mediums writing for me. I don't have a lot of time because I do a lot of things with my life. Um, and writing, you need to write everything, think about your words, edit, whatever, upload. Um, and I thought of video, but video, you need to look presentable. At least I would want to look presentable, and I don't all of the time. Um, and audio seems like this very happy medium where I wouldn't need to spend a – I could just, you know, upload and post. Um, and I right. didn't need to editing anything. I didn't need to reread anything. And I also didn't need to look nice. I could wake up and just post something. Um, and Anchor was a godsend because, like I was telling you on the phone, I am a student who has student loans, um, and I make minimum wage, and I'm very poor. Um, so I don't have the money to pay a podcast hosting service, $5, $10, $15 a week, a month, whatnot, to host something that may or may not get any listeners. So when I found out about Anchor and I could do this, you know, for free – Thank you so much. And also yeah. build community and connect with people. It seemed like 
a win-win. Absolutely. And, uh, it's a great way to leverage uh, the anchor features and tool. And it, it, it's a blessing that it's free, isn't it? It really, honestly, considering how podcasts have a learning curve within themselves with the equipment you're supposed to buy and the software you're supposed to get. And on top of that, you're supposed to pay to have it hosted. Um, having a free avenue to post audio content that will actually get out there um, is amazing. Well, Ed, you know, what I love about your podcast, because like I said, I, I subscribed and I listened to a few episodes, is that it's almost like in an audio journal format. Uh, it's very real, authentic. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly what you're trying to display, you know, right, as, as far as just sharing from your heart. That's what I, especially with my oddities and especially with um, what I do with the anchor segments, my, admittedly, my podcast are they're pre-recorded um in the sense that all of our content's pre-recorded but i will record you know a week in advance i'll just have things saved so that i can easily push them out but they're also i have a notebook for all of my um, podcast ideas and i will break all of my um my finer points into just um easy five-minute segment talking pieces more so that it's easy to edit and upload to anchor sure that's also helped me organize my thoughts so that I don't ramble too much and I can have concise points within each large topic. I have smaller topics and it's actually helped me um, get what I want to say out within a timely manner. Um, however, when I go and I just kind of upload straight from the Anchor app um, and I just upload a segment and I don't make it an episode, um, it's very authentic and it's just me speaking off the top of my head and it's really nice um, because I, I call them oddities, um, kind of piggybacking off of vlogs that YouTubers have where they have, like, their main channel and then a vlog channel where they just kind of show you their lives and, you know, fool around or whatever. So my podcast is more professional. It's more thought out. Um, it's more um, timed. And then my oddities, much like vlogs, is just me connecting with the community and me just speaking off the top of my head saying things that, you know, is a brain dump, just something that's been on my mind. So it's nice to just have a very structured avenue um, and then also have kind of more free space to have five minutes just to say what I want and put it out there. And then there it is for people to listen to. That is very well put. And I think it describes the two great dynamics of the Anchor app where you have this community, as you mm -hmm. say, it's your station and you just have – short segments and you know listeners can uh, call in and you can interact but then you can decide which segments and when you publish your podcast so it's nice to have those two levels isn't it yes and I don't need to worry about sounding unprofessional if everything was pushed to the podcast then you know to, I'd have a two-minute interlude here and like a five-minute segment here and then a full 40-minute podcast here but because there are two levels I can focus all my attention on one side and I won't need to worry about sullying that or making that seem unprofessional with um, just kind of tidbits and like brain dumps of information. And that can all just stay within the Anchor app. And it's great for Anchor too, because then you can entice your external listeners to get, making it, create an Anchor account so that they can get all that extra content if they'd like. Yes, Absolutely. Let me ask you, as far as you personally, 
it sounds like this to uh, the audio experience is perhaps just a blessing for you in being able to express yourself. Have you found it be, uh, personally helpful in your therapy and your journey? It has. I must say the audio and also my um, mental health Twitter account has been amazing. The audio is great because it's not as time-consuming as blogging would be, and it's not as much pressure to as a video format would be. And to be honest, I didn't want to put my face on the content, too, because where I want to go with my profession, like, outside of the Internet, um, it wouldn't be too smart to create a YouTube channel either. Um, so this was great just all around. And also, um, shout out to Twitter, my Twitter account, at Purse Borderline. There's that little plug. Um, it's been nice to have a separate space to call my own and reach out to people who are going through the same things that I'm going through and to tweet things like, um, you know, things get better, um, you just need to push through or to tweet things like, today I had a really bad day, um, does anyone know what it feels like to just not want to get out of bed? Um, in a safe space that's kind of outside of people that I connect with in my day-to-day -day life, um, which I think is important as well because, you know, when you go to my regular Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, these are people I went to school with, these are my friends, um, and if I posted the same things that I posted on Anchor and on my mental health Twitter, I would be getting a lot of, like, questionable texts about people asking me, you know, are you okay? Right. And a lot of my friends, well, actually, most, the majority of my friends know, because I'm very open, but, you know, not all my acquaintances know about my diagnosis. Not, they don't have to know about my diagnosis. Um, so it's nice to have a separate space where I can vent and talk and connect to other people who can relate and who are receptive and who are accepting um, without that also, um, you know, having consequences in my everyday life with people who may not be as accepting or who may not be um, as understanding and people who followed me on social media for reasons other than to hear me vent about my mental health issues. Uh, well, again, Sabrina, you're very inspirational. I admire you for your courage in sharing this. And uh, I certainly you're not letting your, your mental illness and your BPD define who you are. And the fact that you're stepping out and having a heart to want to help others and using the Anchor platform and uh, the Twitter, uh, which is P-E-R-S borderline, yeah. Uh, it's just uh, a very great thing you're doing. So I applaud you. Thank you for, for stepping out and sharing your heart. Thank you. I try my best. Yes. Yeah, so educational way. Absolutely. So I want to encourage uh, all uh, the anchor listeners here to uh, subscribe to your podcast. It's personally borderline. That's also your URL at anchor. So yeah. uh, like Sabrina's channel and you can support her. And, uh, Sabrina, I, I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on our profile interview a segment here in the Anchor Talk podcast. You are a blessing, and I look forward to staying anchored with you in the future. Thank you so much. And thank you for having thank me on you. your channel as well. I enjoy your content, and it's been a godsend finding everything that you're posting as well. That's awesome. Well, thank you, and keep up the great work. Look forward to uh, continuing to, to work together in the future.
No problem. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Special thanks again to Sabrina for uh, the interview and the profile segment and uh, really applaud her for just wanting to raise awareness uh, and some of the issues that she's sharing. And what a great example of using Anchor to reach out. And so uh, if if you uh, have a cause, if you have a heart for something, uh, there's so many different reasons that you could start a podcast. And uh, Sabrina uh, just started it, and she's just doing it. And so you can do that, too. So I just want to encourage you to start creating content. It, it's, it's that simple. So uh, thank you for joining us for this interview. You know, uh, one thing I love about Anchor is the short you know, segments, uh, kind of quick and uh, going from one to the next. But sometimes it's nice to just uh, sit back uh, and just hear an extended interview. So I think this uh, is a nice mix to add uh, to all the shorter features. And I hope you're enjoying uh, some of the profile interviews. Uh, give us some feedback. Give us a call in. Let us know uh, if this is resonating with you. Uh, I think it's something I know personally I'm really enjoying. Uh, it's just fascinating to have an opportunity to talk and get to know and interview a lot of the anchor members. Uh, and I think what we're going to find is just just a very diverse cross-section of people, ages, and all, all around the, the, the world, actually. Now, this was our first international uh, interview, if, if I guess you could think of that. Uh, Sabrina is from Canada. And so, uh, as we've done in the past on Anchor Talk Podcast, as we're producing the content, I'm kind of like a tour guide. I, I like to kind of just give little sticky notes of advice and just share how we're doing things so uh, right now anchor you can only do an interview uh, when you can call the destination number as a US number so you have to be able to call a US US number and anchor uses uh, phone servers in Florida and so when you actually make the call it's uh, from that area so what Sabrina and I did she's from Canada we just reversed reversed it and she is able to call on her mobile phone to the US with no uh, I guess a large additional fees so I, I act we actually did it to where I gave her my mobile number and she called me which then uh, precipitated the call. So that's how you get around for now. Uh, re, re, uh, reconnecting with uh, foreign countries. I understand from Maya, uh, the anchor team, that they're going to open up more countries soon. I think probably Canada and the UK will be countries that will be added soon. Uh, so that'll make that a little bit easier logistically and hopefully more countries after that. But right now, if you want to do a foreign interview, you just need to kind of flip the uh, the order of the interviews. Now, there's a little more workflow involved with that, and I'll just share that briefly. 
So Sabrina called me, which means that she got the email with the, the file. And so I was not able to have her file in my drafts folder on my interview tab. So she forwarded me the email when Anchor finished that. And then what I did is then use the web clipper and uploaded it. And then the extra workflow for now is that I had to upload it in five minute segments. A uh, little, little tedious, not too bad. A tip there, let's say you go from zero, you know, to maybe four minutes and 25 seconds. That could be labeled that as part one. And then the next one, just start off and uh, you have to upload, re-upload it again, then start four minutes, 26 seconds, and then you go up to five minutes. So I did five separate parts. It's a little different because in my station, there's five different sections. Now, when I save the episode to a podcast, it'll be one seamless interview. So there's a few how-tos. Thanks again for listening, and we'll keep anchored together. Hey, Dan, I just wanted to add a little quick um, expanding to your tip about the workaround. If one of the callers or one of the two people in the interviews in the United States and the other person is in Canada and you covered it um, really, really well. But one thing that I wanted to note was that it took longer than I expected for the audio file to transcribe and be sent to my email. It actually took about four or five hours um, after, actually no, three or four hours after the fact, um, and we recorded pretty late, so I kept refreshing my email, refreshing my e- email, and I thought it was a glitch, and I was afraid that it wouldn't get sent, and I was starting to panic because you needed the file since you're hosting the interview, and it finally came, and it just took a little while to transcribe everything because the audio is so long, so don't be afraid if you don't get an email right away. Um, It just takes a while for the audio to transcribe. And thank you again, Dan, for having me on your station.